0: This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Dear brothers and sisters, I began this khutbah with three, three calls to taqwa, to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the things that we say is, أُلصِيكُمْ وَنَفْسِي bi taqwallah. Because our Prophet wasallam taught us that what you tell other people to do, you tell yourself first. And so, as the khatib, as the speaker invites you to taqwa, the speaker also should invite his or herself to taqwa as well. And what I speak about in this khutbah, in terms of taqwa, everything that we speak about is framed in the mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in some capacity, in some regard. And every single person in this jum'ah, and every person who is listening, has something to benefit from taqwa whether they are in a state of power or they're being persecuted. When you are a zhalim, when you are a wrongdoer, there is a way to remind yourself with the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when you are the one who is being wronged, there is a call to taqwa because taqwa, the mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, particularly one that stops you from wronging, stops you from transgressing in your position, is a constant in your life. It is a constant in your relationship with Allah. Fasting is to make you more mindful of Allah. So that first and foremost, you don't transgress with his blessings upon his boundaries. That's the first function of Taqwa between you and Allah And then Taqwa shows up between you and the people as well. Every single time the Prophet sets up a new relationship, whether that is in the capacity of a marriage or otherwise it begins bismillah it begins in the name of Allah and with the invocation of ittaqullah be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is the most important constant now just like in our dealings with Allah our faith often shows in adversity our true sense of faith shows in adversity as it pertains to Allah our true sense of character as it pertains to people also shows an adversity. And in Islam, deen and khuluq, religion and character are entirely intertwined. And so as it pertains to our relationship with Allah and as it pertains to our relationship with people, our faith and character really show themselves for good or for bad in hardship. And subhanAllah, when you look at the breakdown of relationships, both in the family sense and in the community sense, both in the business sense and in the personal sense. You start to see that the principles that we claim throughout our lives suddenly dissipate in our sense of revenge, our sense of anger, our sense of, you know, of wanting to claim as much as we can in this world and to get as much as we can in this world and everything goes out the window. What am I talking about here? When the Prophet Sallallahu mentions the signs of a hypocrite, one hadith mentions three, one hadith mentions four. One hadith says when he speaks he lies, when he makes a promise he breaks the promise, and when he is entrusted then he will violate that trust. Speaks lies, breaks a promise and at the same time that person cannot be trusted with any type of amana. In another hadith the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam added, And when that person argues, they transgress. Now this is probably the most misunderstood aspect of this hadith as it pertains to all of this. Why? Because fujur, when you hear that hadith, you think of a person yelling, right? They get into an argument and they raise their voices. But that's not always what fujur is. In fact, fujur is often silent. Fujur is transgression and transgression in the scales of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the capacity of a dispute and so for example it is fujur to ignore your brother for three days or your sister for three days its fujur it's silent you're not saying anything but that is wa idha khasama hama that they boycott each other or they boycott one another over their arguments that is a sense of fujur it's not loud but it is deadly and it falls into that hadith. That's why some of the ulama, by the way, they mention that the reason why the Prophet mentions the fourth one in one narration and not in the other is because lying when speaking is fujur, breaking a promise is fujur, it's transgression, breaking a trust, violating a trust is fujur. And so is actually simply the thread between all three of these things, that when dispute arises or something happens, Fajr, they exit out of the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fujur is the opposite of taqwa. Allah says, fa alhamaha fujuraha wa Fujur is to transgress, taqwa is to restrain. Restrain yourself from the disobedience of Allah or violate the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So al-fujur means al-khuruj an ta'atillah. It means to exit out of the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, cross the boundaries that were set by God in any relationship, including the relationship between you and him. Al-Fajr is someone who steps out of bounds with their Lord in their faith. A Fajr in their personal dealings is someone who crosses the boundaries in dispute. And that is a deficiency in character and faith and character are one. And subhanallah, when we start to frame everything as a taqwa deficiency or a need for taqwa, then we have to start thinking about everything that we do before we get to the problems. Taqwa necessitates that you are always observing the sight of God upon you whether other people are watching you or not. That you are observing God's standard whether other people are holding you to that standard or not that you are accountable, whether there are other people in your life that are capable of enforcing accountability on you or not, you have taqwa, okay? So taqwa in marriage means what? I will observe the boundaries of marriage, whether my spouse can see me or not, whether I think that my phone is gonna be seen or my email is gonna be seen or not, whether there's a camera or not, whether there is an in-law present or not, whether there is a power dynamic or not i'm always first and foremost putting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first in how i deal with my spouse fi be mindful of allah with your spouses fear allah in regards to your spouses sometimes people operate in sin under the cover of secrecy and so when there is violence that takes place physical or verbal abuse from husband to wife or wife to husband and there is no one else that's aware of it. Fajr, a person continues to transgress because they have secrecy and so that's a problem, that's a taqwa deficiency. Infidelity is a taqwa deficiency. When someone starts to engage in haram communications and subhanAllah, as, as we said a few months ago, you know with all the death that's been taking place in the community, if your phone is handed over to your spouse, are you afraid or not? taqullah Allah reads your communications. Allah is aware of them, putting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first. And then comes what? When the bad things happen. Talaq happens. Divorce happens. And subhanAllah, look at the verses over and over and over again. Embedding taqwa in divorce. إِذَا النِّسَاءِ فَطَلِّقُوهُنَّ لِعِدَّتِهِنْ اللَّهَ رَبَّكُمْ The first thing the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is commanded that when you carry out a divorce, make sure that you initiate it at the right time. There's a sunnah to when you initiate a divorce and make sure you observe the iddah properly and fear Allah. You both have the same Lord that you will be accountable to. And you will never see the sunnah less applied than in divorce. It's so sad in our communities. It is so sad. All of a sudden, the religious and the secular, it all goes out the window, what's sunnah? <laughs> I'm going to cite the text as it can benefit me. But what's Sunnah? What, uh, what observance of Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? And how does it start off with after that? لا min من بيوتهن ولا إلا أن يأتينا بفاحشة مبينة Don't kick them out of their houses. Your spouse is out of their houses. Nor leave your house. There is a idda period to be observed. Unless there is a fear of your safety, that idda is there for a reason. I can't tell you how many times we're facing issues in our community, times in our community where right away the talaq is uttered and then forget about the iddah. Two people that practice Islam, two people that pray and a husband tells his wife don't come home. A wife disappears, a husband disappears. There is a idda. Don't you dare kick the other person out of their rightful home nor leave your place. There is a process to be established here and to be observed here. Unless there is a fear of safety or there is shamelessness, fahisha, a major transgression that has taken place. That's the boundary of Allah that's been set on you. You don't get to reason your way out of it. Tilka hududullah. And whoever crosses, transgresses the boundary of Allah, you've wronged yourself. You might have hurt the other person. Subhanallah. The types of mawalim. May Allah protect us from wronging or being wronged in these ways, in these divorces. A'udhu <laughs> Billah. Kicking people out of their homes, changing locks, not coming back. I mean, it's unbelievable what takes place. Like, when is the iddah to be observed? And Allah is saying, What? You cross the boundary of Allah, you have wronged yourself. La tadrila allah, yuhdithu bada ki amra. And you don't know what Allah is going to pave as a result of you observing what He has put as a process for you. But again, Ittaqullah. Later on Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala mentions in the forgiveness and after a divorce is to take place where people then start to, right? It's, it's lawyer up and get as much as you can. What does Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala say? Wa anta'fu taqwa. You know what? Be a person that forgives. Be a person that overlooks. Be a person that says, I understand we can make an arrangement. Try your, try your best to be that person that is understanding and forgiving. Don't weaponize. Be a person who's forgiving, who's overlooking, who's pardoning, who's reasonable, who's gracious, graceful. taqwa. That's closer to taqwa. Don't forget the good times that you had amongst yourselves. In Allah Bima Allah sees you. What is that speaking about? As al qurtubi said that when two people get a divorce and then they slander one another and they, 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 they try to hinder the path to marriage for the other person afterwards. So put out nasty things in the community, right? Start making suggestions and hints, why? So that you can make that person miserable because you feel like they've made you miserable. Where's the taqwa in that? Allah basir. Allah sees you. To take more than your haqq is fujur. To take more than your right is fujur. Sometimes, People, you know, find themselves in a favorable situation outside of the boundaries of Allah and His Messenger and they take more than what's allotted to them. That is fujur. It's not screaming and cursing and yelling, but that is fujur. That is Hudud Allah that is being crossed. Using your children as pawns in a divorce, taqwa problem, taqwa problem, subhanallah, in the vengeance of all of this, in the situation where a husband and a wife pit their children against one another, manipulate. Where's your fear of Allah? That's going to come back to bite you. It'll bite you with your children and bite you with yourself. ittaqullah Allah. Your children are not pawns. Your children need help, right? They need, they need. They need that compassion, that care, that love. They need understanding. But a person is just trying to do what? As much as I can get out of this, fujur. Take as much as I can, hurt as much as I can, wield as much as I can, execute as much as I can of pain on the other person. And then that feeds into our business relationships, feeds into our money. How many families have been destroyed over plots of land and dirham, dinar and dollar? Subhanallah. An extra plot of land, an extra dirham, an extra dinar. And the Prophet said, مَن اقتطَعَ شِبْرًا مِنَ, الأرض الله إياه يوم القيامة من سبع الله العافية. Prophet said, whoever takes just this much, an extra piece of land that doesn't belong to them, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will wrap seven earths on their neck that they carry on the Day of Judgment. That's your burden. That extra dollar that you take in dispute. That extra land that you take in dispute that extra share of business that you take in dispute, be careful because if you're taking more than what belongs to you, you will see it on the Day of Judgment and it won't be pretty. Be careful. And if you can be on the safe side and be on the cautious side, that's closer to taqwa. Say, so you know what, this part is disputed, I'll give up the part that's disputed because I don't want to see it on the Day of Judgment on my neck. As a dollar or a piece of land or a percentage that I stole, I'm going to observe taqwa because I fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'll take the short end of the stick for the greater reward. I'll do that. I'm not going to engage in this. But people fight and claw to get more, 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 more. There's no taqwa in that. Where's the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And as I said, dear brothers and sisters, in conclusion, even in retaliation, even in retaliation, there's taqwa. This is how we are calibrated. If you don't like it, you have a problem with the Qur'an. <laughs> this is how we're calibrated. Even when we are madhloom, when we are wronged, we don't have the right to become wrongdoers as a result of that. To harm because we've been harmed. The Prophet Sallallahu says, al-mustabban, those that uh, curse one another. People get into an argument, a fight. Ma qala fa'ala al The The person who started it, the person who said the initial curse, is the one who bears the sin, as long as the one who is wrong does not increase in retaliation, does not transgress in retaliation. The wrongdoing is on the one who initiated, as long as you don't respond in that way. Listen to this hadith. Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala Inna min akbar al-kaba'iri. That one of the greatest sins in the sight of Allah is that a person attacks the reputation of their brother or sister in Islam without right. One of the greatest kabair, up there with zina and riba and everything. The Prophet ﷺ said there's no greater riba, or there, 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 that there is riba, interest and usury, in the reputation, the way you speak of the reputation of your brother or sister. So the Prophet ﷺ said it's one of the most grievous ways. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, as sabbatani bis And you know what else is a major sin? To respond to one curse with two curses. Yes, there's taqwa and retaliation too, to not transgress in retaliation, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And so if you take your retaliation, we are a religion that sets up the scales of justice and then promotes the virtue of forgiveness. We don't see a contradiction between justice and forgiveness. So you have the right, take back your rights, but only take back to the extent that you deserve. To the extent that is due to you. And you know what? Even then, if at that point you're graceful, forgiving, patient, Allah will be the one who will reward you on the day of judgment. Dear brothers and sisters, when you are wronged, when you are wronged, do not do anything to compromise the help of Allah on your side. Do not do anything to make the angels flee from you. And to let Allah lift His help and support from you. By taking matters into your own hands and becoming vengeful. And trying to hurt the person in ways that are permitted and prohibited just to get your payback. Allah does not let things go to waste. You get the short end of the stick in this life, then we have a systematic problem where we have to try to stop that. But you will get the appropriate reward on the Day of Judgment. I end with a saying from Fudail radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Fudayla ibn Ayyad, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, إِذَا أَتَاكَ رَجُلٌ يَشْكُو إِلَيْكَ رَجُلًا If someone comes to you complaining about another person, فَقُلْ يَا أَخِي اِعْفُ عَنْهُ فَإِنَّ الْعَفْوَ أَقْرَبُ لِلْتَقْوَى Then say to him, oh my brother, pardon, overlook, forgive. That's closer to the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's closer to your mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِنْ قَالَ لَا يَحْتَمِلُ قَلْبِ ال and if that person says, my heart does not allow me to forgive, so I'm going to take my revenge, or I'm going to retaliate, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written down for me or allowed for me. So then, show ihsan in that, and do not transgress by going beyond what is owed to you. وَإِلَّا he said, but if you think about it and you come back, come back to the door of forgiveness. Because the door of forgiveness is more expansive. And when a person forgives and overlooks, then their ajr is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. the reward is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's in, on the Day of Judgment. Your ajr, your payment will be with God. But on top of that. He said, وَصَاحِبُ, العفو ينام الليل على فراشه وصاحب الانتصار يقلب الأمور. Man, that's so powerful. <laughs> he said, and the person who knows how to forgive, they sleep comfortably at night. They sleep in their bed comfortably. They put their head on their pillow and they say, Alhamdulillah, my ajr is with Allah. I'm not going to become the wrongdoer as a response of the wrongdoer to me. I'll seek it from God. But the one who plots and tries to say, How do I get my revenge? How do I retaliate? How do I do this? They're just turning, tossing and turning all night long in their bed, trying to plot and plan, and they never have any peace in this world, nor do they have the reward in the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a people of taqwa. A people of taqwa when we are in power, and a people of taqwa when we are persecuted. A people of taqwa when we are dealing with Allah and a people of taqwa when we are dealing with each other a people of taqwa with our families and a people of taqwa with our communities may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us taqwa in all of our affairs and then spring from that taqwa the beauty of ihsan and then grant us in response to that ihsan his ihsan his excellence may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let that ihsan be jannatul firdaus in the companionship of our prophet who was wronged more than any of us but who always excelled in virtue and hence excelled in his station. May Allah grant us that station. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us his reward. May Allah grant us his sakina, his tranquility in this life and in the next. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not allow us to die amongst the zalimin, to die amongst the wrongdoers and the transgressors, but instead make us amongst those who are patient and who receive his reward. Allahumma ameen. أقول قول هذا وستغفر الله muslimin ورسال rahim. Alhamdulillah, Salat was والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن was اللهم Allah للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم اغفر لنا was واعفوا عنا ولا تعذبنا ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر لواردينا رب كما ربونا ربنا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وزرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم أصلح أحوال إخواننا المنكوبين في كل مكان اللهم أصلح أحوال إخواننا المنكوبين في كل مكان اللهم صل إخواننا المصطضعين في مشارك الأرض ومغاربها اللهم أهلك الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا وإخواننا من بينهم سارمين عباد الله أن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء القرب القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعماء يزيد لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاة